Good morning and welcome to Liturgy at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chicago on this snowy, wintry morning here. We trust that you are safe and warm wherever you are. Whether you have ever worshipped in our actual spaces, our brick-and-mortar spaces, or only joined us online, whether you've been coming for years or this is your first time, you are welcome here. Because of God's unconditional grace and God's welcome of us, we welcome one another, whatever our spiritual orientation or our race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, voting record, or our socio socioeconomic context. In Christ, we are indeed all one. As I mentioned in a video a couple weeks ago, you might experiment in worship using your body in new and creative ways, which is so hard in front of a laptop. But one thing that some of you might be willing to try is to stand on the confession now and the prayers and the Lord's Prayer, particularly if there are texts that you already know. And I'd also say the gospel. It, help, it might just help keep your body going and remind you of what we do in the church building. With that in mind, we begin today's liturgy with the order of confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us. Renew us and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Because we are buried with Christ in the waters of baptism, we are raised to new life with him. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Rejoice in this good news.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Compassionate God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence and continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring wholeness to all that is broken and speak truth to us in our confusion that all creation will see and know your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, if I hear the voice of the Lord my God anymore or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great are your works, O Lord, pondered by all who delight in them. Majesty and splendor mark your deeds, and your righteousness endures forever. You cause your wonders to be remembered. You are gracious and full of compassion. You 
those who fear you, remembering forever your covenant. You have shown your people the power of your works in the giving them the lands of the nations. The works of your hands are faithfulness and justice. All of your precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. to your people and commanded you your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice this have a good understanding. God's praise endures forever. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as one of the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked the spirit, saying, Be silent, come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of the man. They were all amazed and kept asking one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him at once. Jesus' fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. In baptism, our mother, who gives us new birth. Amen. Well... I guess we need to deal with the demons. Not that I want to. After all, we believe in science. Yet, there are a good number of Christians in this country who believe in a supernatural God. 
a kind of God who's like a super boyfriend, really. If you believe in him, you too can work the miracles that Jesus did, including casting out demons. Nothing to do with us. Is that your response to demons? If I were to do a search or a brain scan for the word demon in my consciousness, what comes, what comes up for me is the Broadway musical, later made into a movie, Sweeney Todd. Now, being a huge Stephen Sondheim fan, I can't resist going there right now. Let's, let's talk about something other than just politics and the pandemic, right? Of course, the premise of Sweeney Todd is anything but light and fun. But before we go there, we're going to use the Zoom polling feature now to get some congregational participation. The poll's going to come up. How many have you seen? How many of you have seen Sweeney Todd, either live or in the movie, or maybe you've never even heard it, heard of it? So the polling is open. Take a moment. This is actually a good practice for the annual meeting as well. It is a great musical. I could ask other questions like what decade is, is it from? And of course it is from the late 70s and of course Stephen Sondheim is the greatest Broadway composer, but I digress. Let's close the poll and here come the results. And I can't exactly read them. Bo, can you have your microphone? Four to 44 have heard of it only. 20% have seen it. Good, 20% have seen the movie, 13% the musical, and how many have never heard of it? All right, you'll go away from church learning a lot about Sweeney Todd today and demons, I promise you. So the main character in Sweeney Todd is the demon barber of Fleet Street, as the opening song states. And Sweeney Todd is truly evil. Seeking revenge for a long-held grievance, he, well, I guess this is now rated R, he slits the throats of unsuspecting customers sitting in the barber's chair for a shave. Then he sends them down a chute to Mrs. Lovett, who uses them in meat pies that she then sells in her shop. Ew. Oh, but there's another song, actually a ballad, that Mrs., well, conniving Mrs. Lovett sings to someone who is onto her, nothing's gonna harm you, not while I'm around. Demons are prowling everywhere nowadays, I'll send them howling, I don't care, I've got ways. Now, most of us would probably say that evil is prowling around rampantly in our world, but demons, exorcisms, let's be clear, I've never done an exorcism, and I don't think there is an exorcism right in our Lutheran liturgical books. So let's come at it another way. What did Jesus do in his first 100 days of ministry? 
Well, the Gospels say it differently. In Luke, Jesus gives an inaugural speech, laying out his platform, preaching good news to the poor. In Matthew, in Matthew, Jesus goes up a mountain and like a new Moses, teaches and gives the Sermon on the Mount. In John, this divine Jesus does his first miracle and turns water into wine with great symbolism. But in Mark, now Mark is more earthy, Mark is more primitive. Demons are busy and active, prowling around like beasts. So think of today's gospel as a journey halfway around the world and two millennia back. Because Jesus is possessed. Jesus is possessed by the Holy Spirit. But the man in the gospel with the unclean spirit is possessed by a demon. With his condition, he shouldn't even be in the synagogue. And sure enough, he causes a commotion. He's lost his voice, and it's the demon who speaks. The demons in Mark know who Jesus is, even if no one else does. And the demon blurts out of the man, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to, have you come to destroy us? We know who you are. Here's what I wonder. What do we blurt out? When we are threatened by fear, when we resist change, when a prophet comes among us speaking with authority, but we don't want to hear the truth that that person, that prophet announces. Do these ancient texts have anything to do with us? Many of us progressive Christians act as if we don't really need God. We've got things under control, thank you very much, though the past year may make us begin to question that. What do demons have to do with us? What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? What do you have to do with the insurmountable problems in our country? In his inauguration speech, our president said that it is time to end this grim era of demonization. Time to put away the harsh rhetoric, to lower the temperature, to see each other not as enemies, he said. But it's so hard to imagine how that's going to happen when the way our country hears news or reads social media feeds we all hear things differently, a completely opposite spin. We are possessed with such absolute certainty of being right that not even the, the events of January 6th can change the minds of those who believe in conspiracy theories. Nothing to do with us? Maybe some something like demons or some kind of power we don't understand is prowling around in the things that seem beyond our control. The pandemic and racial unrest, unemployment, negativity, mean-spiritedness, the spread of untruths and lies, the concern for self over common good. And if we want to come to demons now from even a different angle, Think about how people talk about the personal demons someone faces. 
For some, it is an addiction that can spiral out of control and sometime, sometimes ruin lives. Or mental health issues and scary times when we wonder whether we'll be able to make it to the other side or to the morning. Or maybe in all of these, our inability to believe that things can ever get better. The demon that tempts us to give up, either defeated and helpless or bitter and angry. I remember hearing that some reporters noted that during the capital siege, there was something scary in the eyes of the rioters. What possessed them? But let's think of it broader. Maybe it's not exactly demon possession, but most of us have felt possessed at times by something we can't control or understand, anger or lust or the need for power or fear or self-doubt. Tennessee Williams once said, if I lose my demon, I'll lose my angels. Maybe naming the demons is the beginning of healing. Maybe naming and facing the demons begins to open us up to a power, to a power greater than merely ourselves. Jesus sends the powers of evil reeling he brings freedom, light, and healing in the words of our gathering hymn. What an awesome scene in our gospel. Everybody is falling all over Jesus. He speaks with authority, not like the religious leaders. He's the hot new ticket in town. Oh, oh, but wait. Soon enough in Mark, things will change and the people will think that Jesus is out of his mind, that he is the one with demons. What does that have to do with us? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that any religious, any political leader can be praised by one person and then denounced by another. After the commotion in the synagogue, Jesus silences the unclean spirit. And in Mark... He often tells people to keep silent about who he is. Now, the reader knows, we know, but most of the people in the story don't. It's not until the silence is broken. Where? At the God-forsaken cross. There the centurion, there the centurion makes the affirmation, the confession of faith that Jesus is the Son of God. Is that the clue to today's demon dilemma? Or to put it differently with the question from our gospel, what do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Everything. Everything. It's at the cross. It's in suffering. It's in helplessness. It's in letting go that God is revealed. When the demons of injustice try to silence the good news, Jesus comes. 
When the demons of fear take possession of us, Jesus heals. When the demons of apathy and anger and aggression seize us, Jesus brings reconciliation and peace. And when we convulse and we resist the new thing that will set us free, Jesus speaks with authority, calling you to be more than you could ever imagine and reminding you of God's faithfulness, God's promise to you in baptism, slightly rephrasing Sweeney Todd. Demons are prowling everywhere, but there's nothing that's going to harm you, not while I'm around, not while God is with you. Dear people of God, demons are not whatever we call them. May this life-giving spirit possess you and fill you with deep joy, deep peace, and deep hope.
let us offer to God both our praises and our petitions for all in need. Faithful God, give to all preachers and teachers the power of your prophetic spirit, that their words will proclaim the comfort and challenge of Christ. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Bountiful God, restore lands and waters that have been harmed by human misuse. Raise up advocates for an ecological way of life and guide us toward an appropriate use of government in preserving the earth's natural resources. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Ruling God, give wisdom to our elected and appointed officials, to political parties, and to grassroots organizers, that in all things they endeavor to serve the common good. Guide our nation out of the ways of prejudice and into equality and justice for all. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Compassionate God, comfort those with mental illness or emotional distress, those institutionalized or living on the streets or residing in our homes. We praise you for the development of COVID-19 vaccines and we pray for their fair and prompt distribution. Receive our prayers for those we name before you, either in the chat feature or by temporarily unmuting. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Reconciling God, give your spirit of wisdom and concord to our congregation, especially in its annual meeting today. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Eternal God, we praise you for Blessed Mary, Ansgar, the martyrs of Japan, and all your servants of times past whose words and actions have inspired our lives. We mourn those who have died of COVID-19. Unite us with all our beloved dead now through our memories and at the time of their presence. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Into your hands, merciful God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your loving care for the sake of the one who dwells among us Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A blessed Lord's Day to all of you. A number of things will now appear in the chat, various links. The first or uh, one of them will be if you are a newcomer, uh, there's a form online for you to fill out. There's also a, a link to the offering and we appreciate your generosity in the many ways that you serve and give. Today, January 31st, is not only the last day of January, but uh, the deadline for endowment grant applications and the last day to fill out the anti-racism survey. We've received over 100. We'd love to have a couple dozen more. And whatever your background or knowledge or feeling about racial justice, we need, we need kind of the full spectrum of our congregation's participation. So that information and those links will also appear. And feel free to, to use those later uh, after the service. Uh, finally, there is one more listening and discernment group. We've had many uh, dozen 
participate, and there's one opportunity tomorrow at 7 p.m., one last opportunity uh, for a, a one hour and 15 minute sharing session, and there'll be a link for that as well. Ash Wednesday is coming in only two and a half weeks. You've been reading about that in the e-news, but just to let you know, several op there will be several options. We'll be having Zoom liturgies at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. For those of you who feel safe coming to the church for a brief moment, you there will be times from 11.30 to 12.30 and 5.30 to 6.30 to come into the sanctuary and to get marked with ashes and even to spend a few moments in the sacred space if you'd like. But during the liturgy, you will also be able to use your own ashes if you choose to make them. And uh, Pastor Ben Adams has made a fun video on how to do that. And you'll be able to find that out, and that's linked in the e-news as well. Finally, believe it or not, we're a congregation that is very excited about today's annual meeting. We're going to try to make it um, interesting and fun and fast-moving. And please feel free to stay, whether you're a member or not. It's only... Um, several times when we vote that members and associate members are qualified to vote. But otherwise, we hope you'll come and um, learn a little bit more about uh, Holy Trinity, some of our dreams, and celebrate some of the wondrous things and surprising things from, from the past year.
please now join me using the ancient posture of outstretched hands, a sign of openness to the Spirit of God as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Trusting in God's tender motherly care, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Life is short, and we do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love. Make haste to be kind. And the blessing of the triune God who made us and loves us and goes before us be upon you and all those whom you love this day and always. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now turning on our cameras and turning to gallery view, let's see the wondrous faces of this community as we greet one another with the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. And also with you. Peace. 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 Peace.